Hey, thank you for watching Tonal Distancing. This week I'm speaking to Ruben Brothers Circus, that's R-U-B-I-N Brothers Circus, talking about their song Coke and Mentos, as well as a gig that they have on Saturday, March 5th at, in Brooklyn at Brooklyn Music Kitchen. Um, Ruben Brothers Circus is playing. I'm playing with Kano Max and the Diamond Dogs. And we also have Alex Alexion and Janique that's also playing. So um, hope you enjoy the episode. And uh, if you're in New York, check out the gig. Thanks. Hey, uh, I'm Kanem. I'm here with the Ruben Brothers Circus. Um, we're playing a gig uh, Saturday, March 5th at Brooklyn Music Kitchen. Um, come check us out. We'd love to have you and see you there. So um, here I'm with uh, Mo Moses and Tobias from the Ruben Brothers Circus. Um, Tell us about yourselves, guys. Tell us about the Ruben Brothers Circus and, and what's going on with you guys. Uh, yeah, so uh, thanks so much for having us, first of all. Um, we are brothers, as you might have heard from the name. Uh, we're from New York, and we started playing uh, not actually too long ago. In uh, September was our first gig as a full band. Uh, we play mostly originals, uh, throw some covers in there every once in a while for fun. Uh, and yeah, we're playing at three on three five at the Brooklyn Music Kitchen. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, I think uh, Janique and Alex Alexion, and then obviously yourself, are all joining us on the bill, which uh, has us really excited. So uh, we've never checked. You know, it's gonna be the first time at the venue, but it looks really nice. The system looks great. It looks really homey. So it'll be fun to check out. Yeah. So um, you guys uh, grew up in Brook uh, Brooklyn, or just New York in general, the area? We grew up in like Lower Manhattan. Um, okay. Uh, about a block south of Canal Street. Um, so a lot of, you know, even uh, a lot of like early access to the West Village music scene. And it's it's where I work now, um, but also super important as like a teenager, being able to go to places like the 55 Bar and just hear whoever was in New York City or Smalls or the Village Gate, um, not the Village Gate, uh, Village Vanguard. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's that's where we grew up, and, and we feel pretty pretty blessed for that. Yeah, and, and as far as like the style of music and stuff you guys play, um, I I heard it. I, I mean, I play rock and blues, so I kind of pick up in the rock and blues notes. But how would you guys describe it yourselves? I think rock and blues is definitely a good place to start, at least uh, for the first uh, pass of describing it. Uh, but we definitely have a lot of uh, folk influences, um, and. Um, Moses has brought a lot of uh, funk influences with his bass playing, and uh, we try to keep it, you know, try to keep it fresh. Get oh, some stuff in there, like you know. So Moses, you normally play bass, and then and Tobias, you're playing guitar normally. Okay. Yeah, usually with our full set, I'm on electric guitar, he's on bass. We got uh, David, our drummer, and then uh, another guitar player who comes in. Um, Who's the other know? guitar player? His name is Asher. He's actually based out of Philly, so we. Okay. He's, you know, in, in terms of our family, he's very much a member of the band. And, and yeah. it's really just a question of lobbying him to get up here. <laughs> Actually, in New York City. You know, we want him, I, I want him as a roommate as much as I want him right. as a bandmate. So like, we've been really Please making, New York. making the push. But, but we, you know, we, I need, we need a couple more like awesome uh, shows. And then I, yeah. then I think we do I have him convinced. Him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I definitely, uh, definitely a lot of like country and a lot of like neo soul albums are really important to me. So Steve Earle's El Corazon is like a sort of fundamental no skipper for me. Same with, um, Kareem Bailey Ray's like eponymous album, uh, that had put your records on. And that sort of went 
super like viral or charted, but I, I love every song on that record. Um, and then I, I don't know, like we try to use like some found sound. There's like a lot of, uh, a lot sampling. of shit we like gather around, but, uh, I think, I think blues and rock and Americana in general is very much the backbone of, of our sound and certainly our songwriting idiom and proclivities. I definitely bring a lot more of the indie rock into the, into the sphere. I'm a, I'm a big fan of like, uh, Hop along, Pine Grove, uh, stuff like that. Even like, like I don't, I don't love like punk pop from the, you know, like early two thousand punk pop, but I have an appreciation for it. And I feel like that comes through. What? Like, no, like, no, Blink One Eighty Two love. Is that what you're trying to tell me? I got, I got all the Blink One Eighty Two. No, we, we got, yeah. we got love. It's just not like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if I want to name them as like a major influence, but the, the, you know, the that punchy guitar with the, with the bass and the kick, like all that is something I definitely. Uh, try to bring through every once in a while you know for sure for sure well i i think i think uh let, let's hear let's hear what it sounds like what what you guys do more than just talk about it so what song are you gonna play and then and then we'll kind of dissect a little bit I'm, I'm interested for sure um this tune is called coke and mentos um it's one of the first ones that i really workshopped um with tobias like we i think we had done a lot of writing sort of separately um but this tune um sort of i had half finished two-thirds of the way finished uh had it in a demo on my laptop and we sort of took it apart and i was like well i have these two alternate verses i'm not in love with either of them and so sort of helped me like find my way and sort of get away from that first sound you reach for in your computer that like oftentimes like you're over commit to because it's yeah. the thing that sounds right but it wasn't, it definitely wasn't what was right for this tune. So uh, we took it away from that and have been slowly polishing it since. Yeah, so this is a uh, Coke and Mentos. Says it's true. That I don't know what you've been through No one needs my help to get them down the stairs It's on you If you think that it's that simple Just take her home and call me once you're there You're the cocaine, I'm a mentos You're the Tito's, I'm a benzo Used to drive your friends home Cause that's how much you care It's a scratch off on the subway It's a blackout on a Monday Cause we will get there someday But someday isn't here in different bedrooms in the morning blot the bags out of her eyes but for you it's just a quick trip to the bathroom the only cheap thrill that your money couldn't buy you're the 
cocaine, I'm a Mentos. Yeah, the Tito's, I'm a Benzo. It's just to drive your friends home. Cause that's how much you care. It's a scratch off on the subway. It's a blackout on a Monday. Yes, we will get there someday. But someday is don't start now, we won't know how to just turn around and walk away There's always a ceiling, always a feeling, always a reason to stay Don't start now, we won't know how to just turn around and walk away There's always a ceiling, always a feeling, always a reason to stay Cocaine, I'm a Mentos Yeah, the Tito's, I'm a Benzo Just to drive your friends home Cause that's how much you care It's a scratch off on the subway It's a blackout on a Monday Yes, we will get there someday Someday is it That was sick. That was sick. Thank you. Thanks, brother. Yeah, uh, so you, you said that th that started off as something like deep in your hard drive or, or, or something more electronic that you were working on. Yeah. And then you brought well, it here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I'm, I'm just I'm confused how it started off electronic. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I had this. I, I thought of the the sort of the, the hook first, right? I had that like one the the coke and mentos pun um that i liked lyrically and i was like well because it's can i can i say that it works really well by the way oh thank you, <laughs> yeah. thank you. it's um and it, it it was it it did wind up um it was it didn't fit super easily at first i was like is this too corny um and and i made it too corny because i was like this is a pot this is what you know this should sound like uh, pop artist that frankly i don't even listen to that much but i was like i want to do this and he so had, i had like, this like and like yeah like he, he doesn't he doesn't listen to much he just all <laughs> i just have all, all the stacks, instrumentation stacks and Katy Perry, yeah, just yeah. deep cuts too <laughs> just like look, look I, I i actually will defend i, I will defend Katy perry i do like Katy perry uh, i like Katie her too um but it, yeah, certainly, certainly not what comes naturally to me as a musician. But I was like, oh, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna produce the shit out of this. I'm gonna, um, uh, yeah. So I had like 808s. I had a synth bass. I had like this synth organ that hit on the drop, um, and none of it was gonna be super applicable live. The bass part um, was super like sterile and really rigid. 
and you were like, "Yeah, he Fuck showed this. it to me, and I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is not where this is going. This is like, uh, this is a rock ballad, and this is like, we gotta, you know, develop that instead." So of- was it like more punchy and like faster, and then like you had to pull him back, or how'd that work? It was, was it, like, was it uh, easy to convince you, Moses, or did it was, have to like pull you? <laughs> we, I, the beginnings of the song actually were written before we started. Like we had our musical sort of relationship really took its biggest uptake um, at the start of the pandemic in 2020 when yeah. you know we have a we don't have a big age difference. It's four years between us, but he was always in middle school or high school while I was in college or having graduated, and it forced us to live together for the first time in close to. Uh, five years um, and then we started playing all the time together um, but we didn't play in a band until September and it was 21. really it was really mostly covers of songs that we'd like grew okay. up listening to or like both knew really well and it wasn't until yeah like late summer where we started being like what do you think about this original <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, yeah that, that was one of the first ones that and another one of our tunes that he had kind of like 50, 75% of the way done. And then yeah. took him the rest of the way. And then once I heard it with the band, it started to, it took a while for it to make sense. But we started oh. to transition it to like what it, what its best version live. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of that was working out. And, you know, they're honestly still getting worked out, maybe. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the close harmony and the, the close and the harmony is like, it. yeah, that was. But uh, that was an acoustic. Once we played it acoustically, right. it made it that. It was like, oh, that's actually natural. And this can sound like um, very different from the initial like thought that was in my head. Yeah. And then the dynamics were kind of, uh, for me, a little bit of a difficult one, which maybe is not as obvious when we played acoustic. But when we have the whole band, it was kind of harder to like get the song because it wants to go energy high really fast. So it was, it was hard to get mm. it to kind of, you know, stay interesting the whole time because it's. Yeah, yeah. Repeat the chorus three times like you got to keep it, <laughs> keep it new. So I'm definitely interested to hear it with a full. I mean, that was awesome. I mean, I, I don't know what your plans are. I would definitely do like a single of the acoustic and like a band version because both. I mean, I'm interested in the the band version because you, you're talking about the challenges of the dynamics of it. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sitting there listening like, oh, where are they cutting? Where are they pushing? Where are they pulling? And, and it'll be really cool to to see that live. But the acoustic one was was sick as well. <laughs> That's that's good. Yeah, it's good to hear. We we definitely (laughs) worked on that. Really, yeah. We we generally, I think, we we play with the whole band and we think about big arrangement stuff. And then, especially with songs where we have harmonies, it's it's really helpful to like pull that all back and just have even one acoustic guitar Mm. and us really listening to each other and our vocals and yeah, that's how we do basically all of our vocal. Yeah, that's perfect. I think I don't know it was like a producer or something but someone said that like you know that you have a good song if if you can start off on acoustic whether that's you know guitar or piano like obviously like an amp and an electric guitar put a lot into a song but sometimes when it's too heavily reliant on it it doesn't have that bass foundation that works with you know works the way your song does yeah i think i think we're yeah yeah i mean i think think we're we're lucky in that like a lot of the the irony of this whole thing is that this is one of the few songs i started writing uh and i started writing with 
leaning on production and right. like leaning and on the VSTs and the weird sounds. <laughs> um, I would say basically everything else that we play that's original, it started with one of us and an acoustic guitar yeah. in our bedroom. Um, and it's almost always, yeah, it's definitely always easier to go in that direction. If you, if you have that and that's compelling, then you can add what it needs. Um, but to reverse engineer it from something that's leaning on like, um, you know, uh, a, a specific tone or a, a delay pattern or whatever. Um, and, and I just think, especially in the early stages of a song, not being able to just pick up something and play right. it and work it out as soon as you have an idea, but like, oh shit, I need my laptop because that has the beat or the or track. Like, I, or need I need my band. I need my I need whole my band. Whole band. Oh, yeah. People to show up at one place at the same time for this song to work. <laughs> I need I need my I need my I need boss a, microphone, you know. You need a um, spreadsheet for the schedule. Just get, I, just I need someone to lock more out. <laughs> but the but we've been really lucky because this uh you know David and, and even Ash our guitar player have been very committed and and invested and so we're yeah, feel again. Very Shouts blessed. out to David for helping his girlfriend move yeah, today. Yeah, so he, that's why he he's, being, be he's a champion for everyone else <laughs> yeah, too. Sure. You know, it's not just not just <laughs> bad. He's he's helping his, his girlfriend get from Brooklyn to Harlem. So yeah. God bless him for that. Oh man, <laughs> that that is that is one hell of a trek too. Yeah. Oh man. So um, I guess I want to talk about like what musical musicians and influence influences you guys have maybe for this song but also just in general i know you've mentioned some names previously but i think it's always interesting to hear the specific song and then even like outside of that so what are you, what are some of the influences you have on this track i think arrangement wise um i think like groups like you know folks like simon garfunkel or even the milk carton kids were super especially for the vocals specifically um super mm. influential and we've seen the milk carton kids live together um and one of the interesting things about playing with your brother is you have basically a downloaded uh knowledge of all of his I, like, I know what his idioms are right. <laughs> for the most part like i know who he's familiar with but then i also like i like i love a uh manufactured pop song too like mm -hmm. we mentioned Katy perry earlier like um firework or teenage dream or lines like um that all you know are you know that have been written by like 12 people so everything's like insanely like clever and punchy and like is gonna catch your attention and so sometimes yeah. i aspire to that so lyrically like i'm i was chasing after that a lot um wanting to sound like uh like a team of people yeah. <laughs> or something um i also think this but like more sound wise in terms of like the instruments which maybe is not coming through so much with just the two of us on acoustic guitars but i think that and kind of going off the pop thing, it is one of our popular songs or, or maybe pop rock, pop punk influences yeah. are bigger. Uh, I always think, and this is more after the fact, but I always kind of think about it, um, uh, Peach Pit, the Alrighty Aphrodite by Peach Pit. Mm. Peach, Pit, Peach Pit is huge for both. Yeah, they, they, the, they, the sound we're chasing are big ones. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I find I find two things funny, like the the, the dynamics that you go for, um, kind of. You know, you don't necessarily get that from the acoustic bit. But then the other thing you said of the after the fact, like realizations yeah. you start to have, I always find that so yeah. funny. Like when, when you're writing the like when you were writing this song, like I I hear the cleverness in it, but you know when you get that question of like well what's the song about it's right. it's sometimes hard for me to talk about what my songs are about because it's just like my songs i mean 
it, it ends up being about this, but I was writing about all these separate little things. So exactly. did that happen to you guys writing this song too? Oh, oh, big time. Big time. Um, I think so. Like, again, like I, I was sitting on the, the hook for months um, throughout the spring of 21 and didn't, couldn't figure out what, uh, what the verses were and just slowly started, you know, um, it's, it's tough because I'll often want to like say, oh, the song is about this. And then what people hear when they hear that is that it's not about like the six other things that it, that also like directly informed it. Yeah. Um, so I was watching, I was watching a lot of people like I was really invested in just behave in a really self-destructive way. Uh, you might, even you were just watching love is blind constantly. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> I was, I was, I was actually exactly. working, I was working for a married couple. Um, oh. <laughs> and I was, I was like watching, uh, just like way too intimate, like levels of their like function and dysfunction. <laughs> um, and I was watching and then some so of, this some song of, is about marriage. <laughs> some, of, some of my really, uh, I think this, the, I think the song is about not being able to walk away from people that are unhealthy for you. Um, and, uh, and feeling that sort of, uh, like, uh, a, an explosive attraction, um, to, to somebody. Um, and so I, it, it kept piling up. And so I kept pulling like, Oh, this person that I'm watching do, uh, sort of send their own life down the shitter is doing like X, Y, and Z. And then these other people that are really can't stand each other are doing A, B, and C. And then you just sort of pick a little, like, I was like, Oh, and, and the patterns sort of started to emerge from a lot of the relationships that I was watching around me. Um, I, can I just say, can I just say real quick, what better metaphor than Coke and Mentos for that sort of like by themselves, perfectly fine, fresh Delicious. breath, tasty yeah. mixer, <laughs> but together it is completely destructive. Right. Precisely. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, um, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, Tobias, like, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just saying how, um, just in terms of the songwriting process, how I find it interesting where you like start with an idea that's very specifically about one person, but then maybe you get some sort of visual or or diction thing that you like from another person, and then you put them mm -hmm. together, and it's like you've made a whole new character out of like people in your life, and then people are like, who's it about? And you're like, uh, it's about my ex from seventh grade, but it's also about like a <laughs> politician that I saw on the TV and then like, and this commercial. And then like, it just becomes like a mess. Of a I always have a, a good, I think this is always interesting. What's the first line in the song and why is that the first line in the song? Uh, first line of the song is, uh, said it's true that I don't know what you've been through. Um, and I think it was really important to me to get dialogue to get like a con concrete place time people action um in the lyric versus like i'm feeling sad or like people are mean you know like i i try yeah. to stay away i when i'm when the songwriting gets in or when my songs get in trouble it's because i'm being really general or i am abstract failing to commit to a physical place uh time and story and yeah. so I was like, let's get at, let's get after the, the place, time and story. Nice. And then, um, Tobias, what was, what was the, I guess, most memorable part for you of like adding to the song, 
Um, or w w were there any specific words that you added or even like just structure wise, what did you add that was like really stood out to you and is the most memorable? Uh, working on the close harmonies was really, um, uh, yeah, definitely memorable and kind of influenced, I think, in the long run, like some of our other songs as well, um, knowing that we could do that. Um, I think gave me a <laughs> knowing that we can try to do that. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I think guys are pulling it off. Yeah, yeah, is uh, is really cool, and um, it's like for the longest time we've kind of been like, okay, either you're gonna sing lead or I'm gonna sing lead because neither of us have been kind of like proficient enough to like get the harmonies in there. So getting the harmonies and then using that to build the structure of the song because, like I said, like the dynamic and the kind of arc of it was a little bit tricky to figure out. So. Yeah being able to not only put down harmonies that actually sound good, but also help the story and, and arc of the song was really, uh, really cool. And then um, kind of like uh, the, uh, just being, in, I just feel very lucky to have been with so many musicians um, making songs that are mine or, or yours that um, kind of from scratch and arranging them and being like, oh, this is quiet here and then loud here, like whatever it is, I just think it's, um, it's been so much fun and uh yeah a real blessing so for sure for sure <laughs> and then I, I know uh just online we were talking a little bit do you guys want to talk about gear and instruments like both on the track and just what let's let's get off the track what 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 stuff are you guys going to be bringing with you to play live uh i play a, a 1988 uh japanese custom telecaster with a humbucker uh, neck pickup that i've um really fallen in love with and kind of has really kickstarted my electrical electric guitar journey because okay. uh, I used to mostly just play on acoustic and I bought that thing like last summer. Um, and it's kind of like what you said about like keeping your guitars out and then, Oh, I want to, I, I, I actually want to play them. Yeah. Um, I, it's kind of made me realize how important it is to have something that you actually really want to play because then you're just playing it all the time. And then the practice is not even an issue. It's just like, you're, you're going for it. Um, Moses is kind of more. Moses is really the gearhead. I don't know why I started off. I started off with my guitar. No, I, th I think that's good. Well, that's what we're bringing, and and I think a lot of a lot of what I focus on is is in in other um, arenas. Uh, I play a, a P bass. Um, nice. I know and, a lot of bassists will approve, and a lot of will disapprove. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I definitely like. I can I can see my. I can feel the temptation of being like, oh, I want a jazz bass. I want active pickups. I want a short scale. Like I I want to do everything. But I really actually like, um, especially like where we're at now, where we're trying to meet a lot of musicians and playing a lot of like bar scene type gigs. Like. I don't want to have to switch an inch, you know, I don't want to have to change my instrument during a set. Um, of course not. Want to do an acoustic version of stuff. We want to be able to like, it's really important that the set flows. Uh, and so it's, it's been really uh, versatile and I've loved it. I'm going to be bringing probably a rat uh, distortion that I'll run it through. Oh, nice. and I'm working on, I would love to get sort of the octave fuzz sound um into into my playing a little bit and it's a little tricky because i'm playing out of like a at, at home i've got a uh ampeg sort of pf 500 very uh sort of entry level solid state head it going into like a, a gk cab that's about like 12 inches so you're mm -hmm. not really getting and it 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 works great 
um, but it's small, so you're not getting the. It's not like you're standing on a sub, you know, when yeah. you're playing on the stage or whatever. So there are a lot of sounds that I feel like I could only really access live. Um, that I would love to start getting into more. Um, the other thing is I want to start, I want to get like you, <laughs> you know, like I would love to have like a real streaming uh, and uh, recording setup. So um, like today we have like the uh, a Beta 58, an RE20 on the vocals. I have like a lot of problematic low mids in my voice. So this helps me deal with those. Um, and the guitars were coming through a Royer 121 that was going into a cloud lifter. So I don't actually own any condenser microphones, but the, the cloud lifters helped me. Like if I want a condenser sound out of something nicer, I can attach it to this. I can attach it um, to the Royer. Uh, and I mean, this is just an SM58, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is nothing. I just put a windscreen yeah. so my peas don't pop sometimes. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> But I think, but I think like having, having just like, I can get set up, I can play, like I can, I can have musicians on Zoom, I can stream to Instagram or whatever, like that's the goal. But that um, was, that was something I was getting on him about is because he was singing through his RE20 during rehearsal and, and then we would go to the venue and he would sing through a dented, dropped in beer 58. Why don't you bring your own 58? Got it. Well, right, or just. Or yeah, I always, br I always bring one, one of my own. I right. mean, like, I think, I mean, we will be to this. This is the beta's the coming beta. to the I, game. I've been really yeah. enjoying singing through that. But I've, I, I've actually confidence that Brooklyn Music Kitchen has excellent backlines, incredible the best backlines in all of Brooklyn, <laughs> and you should check it out on March fifth. <laughs> and you, you hit it. You guys hit it eight p.m. Right. Uh, yeah, we're uh, seven. I say six thirty. So everyone, okay. come at six thirty. Brooklyn right. Music Kitchen, Saturday, March fifth. Kanemex and the Diamond Dogs are playing. Alex Alexion and Ruben Brothers Circus and Janique. You know, I've I've watched some clips of your podcast or whatever. What have you guys been working on? Like, are you the main songwriter in your project? Like, are you are you playing a little bit? today you want to play something oh like, I, I mean i could hearing I, this, is, this is about this, this is about you all um uh you know I, I can't i came to hear about your story and you know i play with kanamex and the diamond dogs and then i also do a podcast tonal distancing um the podcast just started obviously it sounds like social distancing started during <laughs> the the pandemic and um it was just me um I always wanted to do a podcast, and then my friend in Texas, uh, uh, Prabhu, also wanted to do a podcast. His his music, his stage name is uh, Bloom, and then we have a friend in Michigan, Zach, that's like really good at guitar. That we're like, well, we need someone that's actually really good at guitar <laughs> to be playing with us too, and so that's just how it started. It's like, I mean, I I didn't have band practices anymore. Like, the the last gig I was supposed to play was um, March fifteenth. And uh, 2020, and it was, that was that was no bueno. But um, so yeah, my progress. Uh, I, I you know I started playing a lot more seriously, probably 2016, 2017, and recording and everything. Um, uh, first band I kind of put together was uh, Kanemex and the May Moons in Detroit, Michigan. Did a lot of cool shows there, from bars to to clubs to we played um, a culture show. Um, like it was a Persian culture show because we were kind of connected with the Persian community in Michigan. I'm not Persian. Um, I'm uh, Trinidadian and, and American. Um, and so, uh, yeah, play the culture show. We played like a, a motorcycle grand opening, like a motorcycle shop grand opening, which was really fun. And just a bunch of fun, different, <laughs> unique city. gigs.
Yeah, Motor City. What what better place? So are you like are you you come at it from sort of uh uh like motowny sort of detroit place or are you like a jack white like sort of zeppelin-y like guitar like not that not that it's either or but no 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 it's it's an interesting question my head goes when i hear like the detroit like rock scene great place for your head to go um my i like i always say i grew up with essentially like a holy trinity of like guns and roses motley Crue, and metallica like that's what i listened to a lot growing up um I branched more into like Steve Ray Vaughan and then Albert King and Hendrix. So like those are like earlier rock and blues influences. And I kind of kind of keep it somewhere there. Like a, a newer artist like Gary Clark Jr. Someone that I've, I've always really enjoyed. Um, and uh, um, uh, Jared James Nichols. Those players I've always really enjoyed. Um, but like it, it's weird. I'm not really so like location based. This is what really influenced me because the CD collection at home was just like at so many different things. A lot of it was eighties metal, but then there was like interesting things like, uh, I don't know, like Sade and, and, and other interesting artists that have, you know, always been near and dear to my heart, but not all of them really come through my playing. I'll say that. Right. No, but definitely, definitely the same is true here. Oh uh, yeah. Know? I mean, we, we went through a whole like bluegrass phase. Like there was like a big part of my musical journey. Oh boy. Like, only listening <laughs> to like, new wave bluegrass and so you know i don't think that i don't think that comes through when we're on stage with maybe it should i want to see like like, especially with asher on lead guitar yeah our guitar players is also uh, definitely chris Chris he's really the one that everyone's chasing after yeah um but you know yeah definitely it doesn't all translate to stage but i like to think that it kind of slowly builds up in the background osmosis style right exactly yeah yeah i mean it it, it all does uh you know i feel like i I was just a lot of times that i'm like just uh by myself yeah um playing guitar i I try to focus and do like rudiments and practice and actually get better but then most of the time it just ends up being songwriting where i'm sitting down and i'm like okay let's go voice memos let's just start recording whatever comes out like oh that's cool and um there's been some things that i've just been like really like Oh, I didn't know, like, I didn't know I'm trying to basically rip off Tool right now. <laughs> it just right. happened. Yeah. A funny thing that's happened with us is that I, I think we have such an um, encyclopedic knowledge of each other's music tastes that, like, he'll bring me a song and he'll be like, this is, this is the verse, and then here's how the hook goes. And I'm like, you got that hook from Boulevard of Broken Dreams, man. Like, <laughs> I know exactly where you're like, and your verse is like, I don't know, like something else. Like, yeah, something else. Like, I can t- hear exactly where you were like, oh, that sounds cool. I'm going to rip that Or we'll off. say, yeah, we'll sing other lyrics. We'll sing the lyrics of the songs we know. Yeah. People are <laughs> that, like, you know, that the were the inspiration, like, over the other melodies. Yeah, I, I, I do appreciate that. It's, it's sort of a new... Um, newer thing in terms of the people I've played with, obviously. I mean, great artists steal. I mean, the yeah, funny I mean, thing, like, if you're not stealing, like, what are you doing? Like, exactly. <laughs> the, the The funny thing, it's like the one song I I, I wrote a while ago. It, it's called Black Bumba Blues, and I mean, if anyone remotely listen to Hendrix they're gonna be like oh he's playing voodoo child but kind of wrong and it's right. true like I, I think like you don't want to admit it when you first pl- write it but then like you get some perspective and some time you're like it is basically voodoo child it's a little different and I know I won't get sued for it but it's right, basically right, voodoo right. child well the 
the kind of you gotta walk the kind of wrong thing is is my favorite <laughs> part actually is because like a lot of a lot of my songwriting is like i i hear the melody from one song and i'll sing it to my head and i'll forget the second phrase right yeah and also I'll, I'll sing another phrase from another so like they wind up being like frankensteins from like whatever's on my whatever i have on repeat like that yeah. week um yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to hear it, man. Yeah, I'm yeah. really I'm really pumped to hear <laughs> excited you guys. for a three five at Brooklyn Music Kitchen with Ruby <laughs> Brothers Purpose and Kana Max. <laughs> and the Diamond Dogs. Diamond Dogs. Wait, so are you in Astoria now? Is that why it's is is that how Diamond Dogs got in the name? Because I know there's a there's a dive bar in Astoria that I go to that's called Diamond Dogs. It's delicious. <laughs> this well, I feel like now we have to try to go play this Diamond Dogs bar because I didn't know that. <laughs> we really should try to play Diamond Dogs. It would be great. And like I I, I could invite some friends and it would be really fun <laughs> so uh the way we got to diamond dogs is um i guess generally uh i always try to set up the band so um i since i normally put out the music and everything and i'll do that on my own time and i do a lot of the writing and everything most of the time i'm looking for a band to play with but i kind of like that bruce Springsteen and the e street band where that band is also important so that's why i always like coming up with like canamex and the may moons or canamex and the diamond dogs and the way the Diamond Dogs came through was like a couple of things. I think the uh, funny enough, like I think the, the main influence was like we just started playing like Moon Age Daydream by David Bowie and we were really digging that. And then like we also like have a, 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 a history of like playing some video games and one of those video games being um, Metal Gear Solid and in like the i don't know i think it's metal gear solid 5 the military group is called the diamond dogs and they're just funny because we we were playing uh, a david bowie song and then the drummer's phone um daniel's phone goes off and it's like a metal gear solid sound and it all just kind of clicked it's like oh like we should just uh, i i said it like kind of i don't know if i said it i think they said it it's like what do you think about the diamond dogs i'm like I'm completely okay with that. I swear I've been thinking about this for weeks. I'm happy you brought it up because I don't like to force the name on them. I like them to come up with it and be like, yeah, it's cool. Or no, that's really crazy. Like I, I haven't ever denied a band like their name, but I have had so said sometimes like, that's kind of crazy. But if you guys really like it, think about it for a week. And then if this goes on a marquee, that's all you. And I'm telling everyone that's all you. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we're definitely taking responsibility for the circus, um, yeah. the possessive. Uh, um, right. But uh, yeah, but I think I th I like the idea of like trying to keep it, especially playing in New York. Like you're gonna be playing, you want to be playing with so many people. Like you yeah. want to yeah. have a row, and that that for our name at least, like a lot of the inspiration was like I would, and I'm, frankly, we, we could do a better job of living up to that, like and yeah. having more guests, and that's like definitely like a real goal. Um, I'll come play with you guys. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> I, I wish I could like breathe fire or like swallow yeah, a sword or I, something because that would right. be like I mean, like, but that's the thing. Yeah. Like, if there yeah, are jugglers or something, if there are sword swallowers, uh, fire breathers, uh, even jugglers, or or you know what, even a clown, and you're listening to this, or you, you seen on Instagram, follow us on Ru at Ruben no, don't don't circus. just follow us. Like shoot us a DM. Shoot like we'll get DM. you in. You will be on stage with us. <laughs> but more importantly, <laughs> it's at Ruben Brothers Circus, and that's our 
R U B I N. They're gonna see this. I think this is. I think this is coming Whatever, through Instagram. Man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it will come through, but still, we'll, we you know if it goes somewhere else, yeah. we'll put yeah, we'll do the okay. whole wash over it. Good call. Honestly, though, always sp- go for it. Spell right. it out always, because if someone listens and doesn't hear it, so go for it. I last said at R U B I N. Our last gig in the city Brothers. was spelled. <laughs> it was spelled the wrong way. Oh, uh, they I, did. I they did spell it right. That's what website. I'm saying. Yeah. That's and I wrote Robin saying. Brothers because yeah, I was just yeah, like yeah. quickly. That's, that's true. Yeah. It's only my my like fastidiousness. I was like, let me. Something feels wrong. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> great. Uh, yeah, I definitely I definitely make those mistakes all the time. And we I, actually, I, I think we had a thing. we had a family member. Way back in the day, who changed? I think actually yeah, changed yeah. his our, name our from great uncle. Ruben, yeah, to Robin. Uh, the family was so, pissed. Yeah, no, the family was not super happy about that. But oh, oh, Robin, Uncle Robin, <laughs> you <laughs> rapscallion. <laughs> um, funny enough, uh, I, I like I, I like to make myself like my own picks every once in a while, and one of them I I don't have it with me right now, but one of the ones I did make say says spell check on it because. I just went through this horrendous time of like misspelling, like definitely like online, but also like I think I got like a different set of picks that had like a quote I really liked on it. And it was like I spelt descent instead of descend. And I just felt like a complete idiot. So I was like, you know, I'm going to get these this other brand of picks that say spell check as a reminder to always check my spelling. All right. Well, it's been really good talking to you guys. Do you guys have anything else you want to say? Let the people know about. I think we're just really, uh, really pumped to see you uh, live and and share some space and and make music. Yeah, sounds and, good. Uh, well, uh, thank you guys for talking. Um, till next time, till the gig or again. Saturday, March fifth, KMX and the Diamond Dogs, Alex Alexion, Ruben Brothers Circus, and Janique. Uh, come check us out. Thank you guys so much, and I hope you guys have a good day. All right, thank yeah, you, you so too, much, brother. Bye bye. Bye.